0: There are so many barriers to healthy youth ministry. This week at Youthology Resources, we are talking about two barriers to healthy youth ministry. It could be the spiritual health of the youth leader or a lack of delegated leadership, no theology in the teaching and preaching, maybe not being in the context of teenagers or even the non-involvement of parents so many different things that would create an unhealthy youth ministry, but there's no way that we could deal with all of those in one post. So, let me give you what I believe is an overlooked but very common fail in youth ministry that I've seen uh, across the country. As a matter of fact, maybe this overlooked failure could really help us to solve some of those other things we just talked about. What am I talking about? Number one, a lack of collaboration. And number two, a lack of longevity. So let's talk about collaboration. Um, You've heard of the idea of community, but what about shared communitas, T-A-S? It's the value of the individual within the community. Community is the whole group. But communitas is the power of the individual What can one person teach me that could help me shape my leadership? A simple illustration of this is, uh, this lack of collaboration is in our sermon prep. How many youth pastors write their own sermons? All alone, right, with no other angles, no other youth leaders, no students, and certainly no other youth pastors, And so what happens is we get our same language, we get our same illustrations. See, one of my favorite questions for youth pastors is to ask them what they are teaching or preaching on. Without some kind of collaborative team, it becomes a very limited vision with the same language and the same thoughts and uh, all all of the same ideas over and over in every series. And that can become um, ideology and not truth. Uh, there is a university of information in the circles around us. And so I believe that collaboration could really help in our sermon prep. Um, why are youth leaders unwilling to reach out to others? I think it's really actually quite easy. Uh, number one, they don't like to take risks. Maybe risk with their time, risk with other Conversations, right? I mean, their ideas, my ideas, and systems have been the only ideas and systems that I have known, or maybe that you know. And there is this loss of the contribution of outside conversations that uh, can bring that, that can bring insight and a different angle to to you. So we don't like to take those kind of risks. Uh, number two, they are not able to work with people outside of their own mission, right, or your own philosophy of ministry, because some leaders have a fear of and do not share many external relationships, social fright. Um, Collaboration then isn't high on their way of doing things, especially to leaders who might be outside of your way of doing things when we really should be talking to those kind of leaders and stretching ourselves uh, learning from others and what they're doing number three they do not delegate ownership one reason why leaders are, are struggle with collaboration is because they like to do it all themselves some leaders rarely engage others to share in the work and a leader who has no encouragers or sons and daughters or protégés right can easily lose buy-in to the overall mission And now it's such a closed mentality, right? No external insight, opinions, and the opinions that might create a greater vision or clear up blind spots, uh, you know, in, in a leader. And that workload then is shared individually and the buck stops here, rather than the buck starting here and me helping people spend that in the organization, right? Number four, number four, they are internal and not external in scope no missional thinking, no contextualization, no diversity. Everything is about the program and not the people. And because this vision is uh, like homebound, then their language, their thoughts, have ceilings, and fences placed around them. And that's not a very, that's not a very um, diverse message that we bring to our crowd. As a matter of fact, I think it, shortens our influence and it enculturalizes us within the system and we don't see the larger uh, globe we don't see the larger community outside of us that could be pouring into our youth ministry collaboration is so important and number five I think is obvious some leaders are just too proud it's it's a pride thing right alright let me get to the second um, thing that I think adds to our Uh, boundaries and unhealthy youth youth ministry and that is a lack of longevity. Man I think there are so many reasons for lack of longevity in youth ministry it could be you know uh, mental or emotional wellness it could be a social fear it could be a lack of delegating team team and overload that that results because I don't delegate it could be uh, no goals no clear goals or objectives or maybe not even having a mentor or rabbi in your life Listen, if God placed a calling on your life to youth ministry, why would you think that there's a timeline on it and the hourglass is sifting away and that you aren't current anymore? Right? I don't believe that there are youth leaders uh, who, are, who age out of youth ministry. Listen, I do believe some leaders are called to ministry. And maybe they, they're called to ministry in general. And then they begin in youth ministry, But if God has called you to youth ministry specifically, he hasn't changed his mind. He doesn't get out of date with his thoughts and his prayers and his creativity. Uh, Think about it this way, let me ask you a question. Can you imagine if we had 100 youth leaders over 50 years old in this nation? (laughs) Wow, 150 year old youth leaders who are guiding youth ministry in every state across this nation. What a network of rabbis, right? Can you imagine that? The influence of the veteran and the rookie, right? Uh, let, me, let, me, let me get real specific. I think there are four reasons why youth pastors jump out of this, okay? There are, there are more than four, but I'm just gonna give you four. Some of the key reasons for a lack of longevity in youth ministry, okay? which I think in turn creates unhealthy youth ministry. Okay, number one, the loss of spiritual health, personal spiritual health. The loss of spiritual vitality can be a reason that all ministers leave the ministry, but it may be the most important reason why youth leaders do. Because of the stress of youth ministry, personal spiritual health is critical to longevity. As a matter of fact, it is much easier for a youth leader to address all of the problems in ministry when they are spiritually healthy than when they are not. So our own personal spiritual formation, prayer, reading, fasting, worship, giving, rest, total wellness, and other spiritual disciplines increase Ministry effectiveness exponentially our personal spiritual health. All right, the number two reason why I think youth pastors leave youth ministry is because they do not solve problems. And when youth leaders neglect problem solving, there is an avalanche of pressure and work that builds up broken relationships, parental issues, budget issues, pastoral team issues, event planning, Um, even personal family issues, they can all become like this tsunami crashing down upon us. So when you get to the point where you have all of these things going on and problems going on, we need to come up with solutions right away and find wins because otherwise they mount, these problems mount. And it can be easy to move on to another opportunity or simply to quit because we are buried under the pressure. But it is when we solve those problems that we gain confidence and longevity, and wins create uh, joy, they create positivity, they create an atmosphere um, in the youth culture, right? This culture in the youth ministry. Here's a quick quick way to help you with practical uh, problem solving, okay, in this, in this third area. Just some problem solving. I often ask youth leaders, to write down a list of the problems they are facing, and to then write down a list of solutions to those problems. Instead of always creating a list of things to do and and getting buried under the problems, what about creating a list of solutions? and Ask someone to help you with that that has more experience, because then you will see that there are more solutions than there are problems. (laughs) What you will find, really, honestly, is that these problems that, are, that you are facing are really much easier to solve than you think all right hey the third area that i think is a problem area in youth ministry longevity is a lack of currency as a youth leader gets older he or she may start to question themselves Man, i've been there right i'll be 60 and i and i still feel like i'm doing this all over again but i know you ask like am i relevant or Can I relate to the younger generation? Maybe you entertain thoughts like, is it time for me to let somebody else take over, right? For somebody younger to lead. And I I believe all that does is put off the growth and the maturity of a youth ministry when we are not allowed to go through our parenting stages as a youth pastor or a youth leader. See, one of the things that I do to stay current uh, about every two to three years, I just simply reinvent myself. I find something new that I can focus on Something new, maybe a gift or a skill set that I have that I didn't think I had before. Uh, Just a few years ago, I had a conversation with a young man who was helping me improve and work on my youth ministry, and he was 25 years younger than me. And he said, you know what? You need to do spoken words. You are so good with language. You should be doing spoken word. So I started doing spoken words, right? Just recreate yourself, and um, I think you'll find that currency is really more, more simple than that. I have found that often, it is not God leading a youth pastor to leave youth ministry. It is discouragement from a lack of currency and the inability to relate to the world of the adolescent. And to me, I think the way you solve that is, like I said, reinventing yourself, but then spending more time with teenagers, okay? Remember, a youth leader does not age out or phase out of youth ministry simply because of age. Okay, all right, listen. Number four, when you lose your relationship to students, you are on the way out. This may seem similar to the last reason, but I wanna remain, you know, like remaining current and all that and relevant, but I wanna stay on this thought. This relational ethic, is, it's different than staying current because it's not about knowing the language and all that. It's about knowing students and their stories. What I mean by this is losing your proximity, losing the conversation, losing the relationship with teenagers. When youth leaders are not in the context or the setting of teenagers, that adolescent setting, it is easy to lose the love of the youth culture, miss the personal stories that make up each student, and then we become statistical and sterile in our approach to youth ministry and teenagers. As a matter of fact, I think the more time you spend with teenagers, the longer you're going to be in youth ministry. And the more time you spend with adults, the less time you're going to be in youth ministry. Ministry is about relationship. Did that challenge you there a little bit? And relationship in youth ministry may be at a whole other level of importance when it comes to longevity in youth ministry. The greater our relationship with teenagers Not just the systems and the tasks and the day-to-day and the planning and the event and the structure, right? Our youth ministry needs us to be emotionally present, right? Because I think the more time you spend with adult leaders, the more of a burden and a passion you have with them. It's not that I don't spend time with them. I I had great leadership meetings, but I told my leaders, don't let me, don't let me. Uh, spend too much time with you and forget about the teenagers, right? So what, two things to help with that. Know their names and know their stories. The stories will light a passion in you. It will bring you purpose. It will bring you conversations on how to talk to teenagers when you don't just know their name, but you know their story. So let me challenge you. The more time you spend with teenagers, the longer you will be in youth ministry. And the more time you spend with your adult leaders, the quicker you will be out of youth ministry. Balance that, okay? There's nothing wrong with leadership development, okay? I'm not talking about that. You know the passion that we have here at Youthology for that. But I'm talking about your time with your target. Time on target, missiology. Okay, hey, finally, let me ask you um, a few questions to close out this post, okay? When is the last time you cried for a teenager? not cry because of the teenager, but when is the last time you cried for a teenager? Do you know their names? Do you know their stories? Do you know their stories? Because their stories will light a passion inside of you to do something about their world yourself these questions on a regular basis and you will be well on your way to a healthy youth ministry. Collaboration, come on, let's let's work together to win a city, right? To get stuck, get, get unstuck with ideas and remove ceilings and fences. And finally, longevity. Let's look at these kind of things that we can do to lengthen our stay in youth ministry. God bless you. Thank you for joining us again this week. Have a great week.